What's going on, dude? Happy post-draft Sunday, sir. Tell you what, you know, I don't know what winning looks like necessarily personally, but then I just look up a picture of Howie Roseman, and I see winning. Yeah, dude, you're not lying. It's. I have a feeling that uh, some GMs are going to be feeling the heat, and and honestly, I gotta wonder why GMs continue to to make deals with Howie. Yeah, really it's do. you know everything about this past draft that occurred Thursday through yesterday, uh, Saturday, April the 29th. I mean, and even, and we'll even get into some of the undrafted free agent signings. There is very little not to love about this entire thing. I mean, my goodness, the Eagles cleaned up and in the process kind of made other teams look silly. Yeah. It, it absolutely ridiculous. And, um, I mean, let's just start right off the top here. Um, my goodness, they trade up. They originally had the number 10 pick in this draft. Um, I'll say originally it was through a series of moves. It wasn't right. their actual pick. Um, but they had the number 10 pick moving into Thursday. You and I had speculated on the last Steve Jeltz that um, there was going to be obviously some movement with trades, whatever. That happens every draft. That's not like we're, you know, not like we're no Shadramas here. That was just bound to happen. Right. Um, so in, inevitably, they move up to the nine spot and grab one Jalen Carter. Right. And this is a guy that before the let's let's not sugarcoat it. He made very poor choices. Um, in January, he ended up uh, doing some some racing and it ended up uh, the, the vehicle he was racing had a Georgia staffer and a uh, and a teammate in the car and they got into an accident and died and um so there's some there's some flags with him there's some some red flags with Jalen Carter uh which is what led him to drop to us but if he can really turn himself around um if he can if having Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean and some of the other players we'll talk about in a minute around him and the leadership that's on the team currently, you know, like I, I have a feeling that Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, you know, guys like that are, are going to try and mold him. Jason Kelsey already said, you know, Jason Kelsey's already met with him and has right. already started. Uh, Jalen Hurts, fantastic leader. We've seen this, you know, time and again. I'd have to imagine that that between the players in the locker room and the people, the good people in the organization that they have, they're going to get this kid hopefully on the right path, on the right track, and get the most out of him, not only as a player, but as a person. Um, and hopefully get him, get him going back in the right direction, you know, because he seems to have lost his way a little bit, and hopefully they can, they can get him back on track. Yeah, and if any team's going to do it, it's going to be the Eagles. Um, that that veteran leadership is huge, and the fact that now half the team is from Georgia, yeah, um, it certainly doesn't hurt. Um, I, I say that in jest, but there, we'll, we'll talk about you know all the other Georgia draftees and other personnel that may have joined over the weekend. Um, but no, it's it's crazy. It really is. I uh, I was very skeptical when I initially heard, um, you know, the incident. 
And my initial reaction was, oh, gosh, I hope this guy never ends up an eagle. As far as I didn't know, you know, what was going on. Plus, right. at the time, I thought, you know, eh, they'll, they'll never be in a position to draft him anyway. Um, either he loses enough stock that it would be not worth it, or um, it was one of those, well, he'll still won't fall that far, you know. Um, because I thought, you know, moving into it, I, I'm still kind of surprised based on a couple of the other draft picks. I'm not saying that, you know, I was going to say that, oh, yeah, well, he's going to be top five. But after seeing a couple of the other players that were picked ahead of him, that still shocks me that he wasn't ahead of number nine. I'll say that much. Right. Um, I realized the Bears were in need of offensive linemen. Um, I realized other things there that, you know, you look, you have a Texans team that was desperate for talent. They needed a quarterback, so they end up with the two and three picks. You know, you have things like that. But it's um, you basically have the best defensive player in the draft, in yeah. my opinion. And uh, he, fell, he, fell, he, he fell to nine. So, um, But then, uh, amazingly enough, in the first round, the Eagles were like, you know what, we're just not going to get away from Georgia. We're just going to uh, keep drafting from Georgia because, you know what, they're the national champions, <laughs> best team with the best defense. Why not? Let's do it. And they go after one Nolan Smith. <laughs> right. And, dude, it, and the, the comp that you keep hearing with him is Hassan Reddick. And I, I'm fine with having two Hassan Reddicks on our team. Yeah, that doesn't hurt me one bit. If, if, that's, if that's your comparable player, um, I'm not going to lose any sleep over that one. Um, so, you know, in the first round at pick nine, at pick 30, you have two defensive stalwarts of Georgia going right to the Eagles. Um, gonna fill in nicely. Nolan Smith just I mean, wow, I I honestly was shocked that he fell as far as he did. Yes. Um, you know, I, I, I was honestly speculating at that time that I thought that they may get branch um instead. Um, I believe he's the safety from Alabama. Yes, yes. Um, so I thought that's where he was going to go. He ended up going a little bit later uh, to another team. But uh, I was really shocked that Nolan Smith um, really kind of fell as far as he did there. And my goodness, the Eagles were on it. Yeah. Just boom. And then, two for uh, two. Two for two on night one, definitely. Yeah. And then so in night two, they, they had the 62nd pick or 61st pick. I don't remember exactly how. Yeah. They ended up trading. And they ended up with the 65th and 66th picks where they took offensive lineman from Alabama, Tyler Steen. He's an interior offensive lineman. He's played tackle, um, but he really slots in with the Eagles as a guard. Mm -hmm. um, so he's he's going to probably take over the right guard position that is vacated by Isaac Sayamalu leaving in free agency. Now, he's going to compete with Cam Jurgens, but I have a feeling he's going to end up winning it. Um, Steen wound up winning it. And then they got a safety from Illinois by the name of Sidney Brown. And yeah. Sidney Brown is an interesting, interesting player. Um, seems to be the big, the big hitting safety that we've lacked. And it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, I was excited. I uh I actually get you know, it's a set step foot on the U of I campus uh, a couple times a year uh, for work-related projects. I don't really follow college sports a whole lot, um, but I, I, I tend to at least keep tabs on what's going on at U of I. They typically run out half-decent football and half-decent basketball program. Mm 
And um, I'm excited. I was really excited for this pick, um, mainly for that reason. Um, I think this could work uh, pretty well. Uh, again, for uh, the Eagles' needs, this 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 <laughs> this fit perfectly because of where where they had already drafted, um, where what you were still needing at this point. And right now, they were kind of looking at that defensive secondary, and most likely at this point, they were still looking at running backs. I don't know exactly how deep they were, um, but. You know, that was kind of their, I would assume that was their, you know, MO at that point. Uh, so this was a nice pick. I really, really, really liked both uh, Steen from Alabama and then, um, you know, uh, Sydney here from uh, the U of I. So I'm excited. I think um, as far as, you know, one, two, three, and four picks, um, you, you, you know, really, really went well. Um, so really after night one and night two, it was uh, it was pretty exciting, you know. Yeah, and then you come back on on day three, and you get another Georgia defensive player in, um, I believe it's, it's Keeley. Keely. I think it's Keeley, Keeley Ringo, who early in early mocks was going in the first round. So you end up getting who a guy that that some people thought was possibly at one point worth a first round pick. You get them in the fourth round, I'll take that. Yeah, that was huge. I mean, the minute the uh, you know, round four kicked off because you know the Eagles had an early, um, you know, an earlier pick in that round, uh, it was pick number three actually, so they were one of the first. And and to grab Ringo at, at that spot was huge again, going right back to that Georgia uh wheelhouse yeah. and uh, putting players that. Uh, Jalen Carter is familiar with, as you alluded to. Uh, so now you have all this talent around him um, and not the, the, the players that you had already mentioned from the years prior drafts. So you have all these people that are around him uh, that went to Georgia. And then in between the fourth and the sixth rounds, the Eagles were like, ah, you know what? There's somebody out there named Mr. DeAndre. De DeAndre What's Swift. What's that? Oh, that is Swift. Oh, yeah, that's right. They saw he was available. Howie jumped all over that one. And my goodness, that trade was ridiculous. They basically ended up swapping draft picks, ended up with Mr. Swift, and then just, I think, I think putting a, what is it, a fourth rounder in 2025 on yeah. that one? That's yeah. it. That's, That's it. it. Oh, man. I was so excited when that came through. And and DeAndre Swift is a Philly boy. What's the Saint Joe's prep? Saint Joe's prep. And then, uh, oh yeah, where where did he go to college again? And uh, he went to Georgia. Ah, uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he went to Georgia. Oh, uh, so, dude. And and we'll get into there. There's a couple things we need to talk to with that. Talk about with that. Um, and we'll get into that in a minute. I want to I want to finish out the uh, the draft because I feel like they they finished out pretty strong. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, so that was that draft occurred though between rounds four and six. It was between the Ringo and then the next player that I'll, I'll let you jump into. But that yeah, was so, um, that's where that occurred. So we, you know, going into this draft and and obviously for the next five years or ten years or however long you know Jalen Hurts decides to stay with the Eagles, quarterback's not really in need, um, but it's always good to have backup quarterbacks. Right now we've got Marcus Mariota. And then we've got um, Ian Book, who is our third, who's our third string quarterback. You know, Mariota, 
fine start, fine spot starter. I feel like he's an upgrade from Gardner Minshew uh, because he plays kind of the same offensive style as Jalen. Um, but Ian Book, I'm not really sold on as a third as a third quarterback or de- developmental quarterback to take over the, the number two spot when Mariota moves on or, or retires. Cause he's, he's only here on a one-year deal. Right. Um, but we got a guy from Stanford, a quarterback by the name of Tanner McKee. Now Tanner McKee was a, in the draft that produced Justin Fields, he was, he was originally ranked as the number three quarterback in that draft class he took two years off, though, if he would have come out of college at that point. He took two years off, did a mission trip, and then came back to play football. And he's 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 fucking huge, first of all. He's like 6'6". Six, six. He's like a friggin' giraffe. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's good. He can he can see over our line. Um, but he's he's a good quarterback. And to get him in the sixth round... Yeah, we don't have a need for a starting quarterback, but I'll always take depth at quarterback, especially in a it, with the sixth round pick. Heck yeah, let's yeah, go. He's he's twenty three years old, six six, two twenty nine. He actually is two inches taller than Will Levis, so right. go figure. You know, um, that's uh, uh, it was exciting. And look, he went to Stanford, so the guy probably has some brains. I yeah, imagine a little bit. A little bit. Um, I I think this was great. I. Uh, Obviously, your one-two punches hurts in Mariota. Um, you know, to have your developmental potential third stringer here in McKee is is great. Have a young guy kind of learn, you know, kind of go under the wings of. Now, Grant, he's a different player. Uh, doesn't play like Hurts. Doesn't play like Mariota. Um, being his size, I, I, you know, one would assume just based off that, but also other stuff that I've read. Um, he he's not very mobile. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's more of an arm quarterback. Nothing wrong with that. That's just that's just how he is. Right. Um, but you know, to still be able to learn under you know players that now with Hertz has played at high leverage, meaningful games would be amazing. Um, the uh, the other thing though too is I think if anything has taught us um, is that it's not bad to have multiple quarterbacks, um, as the San Francisco 49ers proved last year. Yeah. I mean, you, they lost, they were down to their fourth, what fourth string, and then had to basically go to Christian McCaffrey in the playoff game against us. Right. So, I and mean, that rule <laughs> change for the playoffs. Yeah. Isn't that wild? So it's a, that's a, that's a nice little six round pick. I, you know, again, I'm not anticipating much, you know, hurts making his quarter of a billion dollars and, you know, you're, you're gonna obviously, Hope that everything just flushes out nicely there, and who knows, you know, McKee just may end up as a as a good backup at some point. Um, and I think that's what you're, uh, you know, you never want to aspire to be the backup, but you know, look, that that position makes a lot of money um, for for certain people in the NFL. So hell, I'll be a. I'll, you want to sign me to be a a backup quarterback in the NFL? Okay, let's go. Yeah, let's, let's do go. It. I'll take that. I'll hold a clipboard for what's the veteran minimum now? Oh boy, it's I don't like know. 800, 860 some thousand a year. Let's do uh, it, man. Is it that high? Yeah. My goodness. Oh, you know what? Be... Once a player hits four years in the league now, it's 900 grand. Dude, let's go. 900. I'll do it. 
Dude, I'll I'll just I'll take the rookie minimum. If a player kicked off his rookie season a couple of years ago, six hundred sixty grand. <laughs> Again, let's go. I, I'm with it. Oh man, let me play two years. I'm set. That's it. Oh. Two years, I'll do it. I'll go. Just guarantee um, my contract. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So <laughs> Eagles had one more draft pick, and it was very close to the tail end of the seventh round or the end of the draft. There was a lot of uh, uh, compensation picks uh, beyond what the Eagles had at pick 32 in round seven. Um, but um, I don't want to butcher this guy's name, so I hope the guy didn't know how to pronounce it. Uh, defensive. There you go. I thought that's how it was, but <laughs> um, and much like all the other picks, this pick actually came from Kansas City to Detroit and to Philly. <laughs> so, yeah. and so this dude, he's a uh, he's a defensive tackle, and he's he pl- he enrolled at the University of Texas at 16 years old. He played there from 2018 to 2022. Declared for the 2023 NFL draft with one year of eligibility remaining. Dude, dude has got some, he's got some knowledge on how to play the game. He's a player that a lot of people were picking to go somewhere in the fifth round. So again, we get good, we get good value for the pick. Played at Texas. Um, you know, they're they're a good defense. Yeah. They're yeah. perennially a good defense. So uh, I've got nothing but, but good to say. I mean, look, worst comes to worst. What, what does he do? He ends up on the practice squad, right? Right. Something like poach him, but he's, he's going to be a good depth piece, which we're going to need because we're not. Here's the thing. I don't know how many people realize how lucky we got last year with the injury situation. To be able to go through the season and start 22 of 22 starters in the Super Bowl is unheard of at this point. Oh, yeah. Yep. And especially with the extra regular season game. So I, I can't stress enough how important it is for this team to have depth because at some point the worm's going to turn. And we've seen it. We've seen it happen before. Where, I mean, hell, the year we won the Super Bowl, uh, Jason Peters was out. Carson Wentz was out, our starting quarterback. Nobody gave us a shot because our starting quarterback was out. Chris Maragos got hurt, our special teams ace. He was gone. Um, I, I know there were other injuries, but, like, you know, we you've got to – that's part of winning a Super Bowl. Part of being the best team in the league is being able to overcome the injuries, being able to, to, to overcome what happens throughout the season, the attrition that happens throughout the season, and then come into the Super Bowl and run. Right. So no, yeah, you're you're exactly right. I, and I look back, even uh, I'll bring them up again. Look at the 49ers from last year. You know, right out the gate, lose lose their starter, and then they lose their backup, and then it's thrusted on Brock Purdy, who no one really cares about. Um, and then you know, Mr. I'm Real not saying, relevant. yeah, I'm not saying that he leads the teams anything, but he didn't do bad. You know, right. He had a good team around him, but you know that. And, and honestly. I think he comes back when he finally can come back from the surgery and it, and it sucks. It does suck that he got hurt and it sucks that we won with, you know, with that hanging over it and, and 40 winers fans can sit there and, and say, Oh, well you hurt our quarterback. If, if you didn't hurt our quarterback, no motherfuckers, we were going to beat you anyway. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Yeah. Okay. 
we were going to win that game. But, yes, it probably would have been closer had you had a quarterback that could throw the ball. Um, that said, you've got to they, – they showed, you know, it can make or break a season. Your depth can make or break a season. Hopefully yeah, – 100%. Hopefully we don't have to worry about that this year. But you do always have to prepare for it. So, okay. So, look, the Eagles – if you're going to grade out uh, their draft from night one to uh, the final pick of theirs being Moro Jomo, what what would you give them a, as a report card grade? So it's hard for me to 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 grade fairly when it comes to them because I don't want to be a homer. But I'm going to put it this way to you: I looked at Bleacher Reports report card. They gave the Dallas Cowboys a C. They gave the New York Giants a C plus. They gave the Washington Cap or Capitals, the Washington Commanders, <laughs> a C minus. Any, any? Would you like to venture a guess as to what they gave the Eagles? Um, I have not looked at this, so we're 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 playing this fair. At the bare minimum, I'm going to say an A, but a in my plus. heart says A plus. Yep, <laughs> A plus. And so, in the interest of not being a homer, I'm going to penalize them a little bit and just say A. But I, you can't, you can't not like what they did. And then they went out, and when undrafted free agency started, or, or the uh, the undrafted free agent pool opened, they they got a, a bunch of players there. They got a they got a punter, which is what we needed. We needed we need a fucking punter. Yeah. I don't want to see Aaron Sippos' ass out there. Look, I appreciate what he did against the Giants, going out and, and on that block punt, making the tackle, saving the touchdown. Awesome job, dude. Thank you so much for that. Philly legend for that. Amen. But you're not a good punter. No, he, he doesn't he, he doesn't need to be anywhere near the field at this point. Right. Your poor punting, in part, cost us the Super Bowl. I don't want you in an Eagles uniform this year. I don't care if we're getting Tony Danza, the garbage picking, pick <laughs> field goal kicking Philadelphia phenomenon <laughs> to start coming out there punting. I, I don't want Aaron Sippos. Get Sean Landetta out of the nursing home and bring him out <laughs> and let him punt. Bring Randall Cunningham back. Randall Cunningham punted, what was it, a 90-yard punt once. Yes, he did. Yes, punt. he did. I, I, Why not? Dude, I, anybody – Anybody? Okay, not anybody, because we we have had some shit punters too. But so, like, undrafted free agents, they they grabbed uh, Ty Zentner, um, who and this was interesting. He actually served both roles at Kansas State. He was a punter and a kicker. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're not gonna you know tempt fate and say, you know what, Zentner, you're gonna go against Elliot too. Um, there, this is strictly for punting competition with Sipos. Um, um, the apparently Zentner was a semifinalist for the Ray Guy Award. Mm-hmm. I guess it's a punting award. I'm, yes. I'm making an assumption there. No, it is. Um, it's the, the best punter in the country. Yeah, that's what I kind of figured. I don't know much about punters, so. Uh, but he did average 44 and a half yards of punt, and then he uh, he dipped 27 of those punts inside the 20 yard line. So, um, pretty impressive. Uh, you know, why not? Give 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 Aaron some some competition. Hopefully this guy wins out because uh, you know I'm I'm with you 100. We need anybody else. 
So we have, um, I'm going to go down the list here. I've got the list from uh, NBC Sports Philly. So we've got Joseph Nagata, wide receiver from Clemson. He's 6'3", 217. Um, best year was in 2022. He had 41 catches for 526 yards, two touchdowns. We got Zetner, like we said. This one intrigues me a lot. Trevor Reed, offensive lineman from Louisville. 6'4", 311. Started two seasons at left tackle at Louisville. He's The only reason he didn't get drafted is he got a late start in the football, but they said he's got huge upside. So he could be another like another uh, Jordan Mulata. And the Eagles love players like this. They Stout just do. They love, they love taking these raw talent players, um, you know, and this is just another one in that mold. So I love love the pick – or not pick, but I love the uh, the signing here. Yeah, let Stalin work his magic because the dude, everything he t- – he's like Kevin Long. Everybody that Kevin Long has been teaching to hit so far this year has started knocking out of the park. Jeff Stoutland, everybody he everybody he interacts with offensive line-wise. Can you name – I mean, think about how many people we've lost, how many players we've lost on our on our practice squad or, or to free agency because they didn't fit into to our offensive line, but they've gone – People are, are clamoring to get guys that Jeff Stoutland has worked with. So um, we've got Mikai Garner, who is a cornerback from LSU. He's 6'2", 212, big physical corner. He only started one year uh, at LSU. He transferred from Louisiana. 43 tackles, eight pass breakups last season. Eli Ricks, a cornerback from Alabama. He is a 6'2", 188-pound corner. Had four interceptions as a freshman in 2020, which is impressive because um, that 2020 season was short. Yeah, so we got wide receiver from Arkansas, Jaden Hazelwood, six two two fifteen. He's a he played with Jalen Hurts. Um, with Hurts in 2019, he had 19 catches for 272 yards and a touchdown. And we got. Um, Ben Van Summeren, a linebacker from Michigan State. So this one's intriguing too. Yes, this one this one really was interesting to me too. Yeah, so he started out at Michigan. He was a fullback. And then he transferred to Michigan State and became a linebacker and became a starter. So he's somebody that could re- and his dude his his at his numbers that he wasn't invited to the combine but at his pro day his freaking numbers were off the charts. Like his broad jump and his um, – what was the other one? He's just like – it was ridiculous. I wish I had the, the – Yeah, I don't have the numbers pulled up either. But, yeah, you know, uh, look him up. Uh, ben, you know, Ben Vance Marin, he, he, uh, he was it's like an athletic freak basically. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if part of that's because he started out his football career as an offensive player um, and just was – you know, run, 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 particularly as a fullback. Because uh, I'd imagine coming in, and I'm making an assumption here. I don't know his background, but make, being a fullback in high school tends to be quite a bit different than a, high, a fullback at the uh, pro level. Um, right. You're 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 typically actually handed the ball, <laughs> so right. You're having you're having to make moves. So I would imagine he was just you know athletically gifted, um, and then realized that you know, hey, this guy can, you know, learn defense, and boom. Um, seems like uh, seems like this could be a very interesting one. Again, we're talking about these players as practice squad, maybe backups as as time goes on here. But 
Uh, he's really interesting to me. Right. And you don't want to, you know, you don't want to get fooled by, by workout warriors. You know, that's what happened with the Eagles in, um, what year was it? Was it 95 when we took Mike Mamula? Ooh, it was around then. Yeah. And he was just, the reason we took him was because he, we took him in the first round when he wasn't supposed to be a first round pick. Um, Based on his workout numbers, because his workout numbers were off the charts, and they and the Eagles were like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, it was 90, 90, 95, by the 95. way. Okay. Um, now to, to piggyback off of that real quick, so Daniel Jeremiah, who's a, an NFL analyst, um, gave his seven best. He gave his best value picks in each in each round of the draft. Um, the Eagles had two of them. So out of the seven rounds of the draft, the the Two that the Eagles got were the first round with Nolan Smith. He had him going 13. And then the guy we talked about not too long ago, Moro Ajomo, who he had going at 111, and we got him at 249. So yeah, that's then that's pretty awesome. It's, that is it, pretty awesome. It's it's really interesting. And if you look, it's funny because you can see like a couple, a couple players. You know, we talked about running back. Obviously, num- the 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 guy that I wanted in the first round more than anything was Bijan Robinson. Hell, I I traded up to draft him in in Madden because right. I imported a draft class and I, and I was like, fuck it, I I want Bijan Robinson, so I traded up and got him. Um, but we got a great pick with Carter. After Robinson, there was no running backs that I could see going until like the middle of the second, maybe the end of the very, maybe the end of the first, depending on what the Eagles wanted to do. And that was Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs goes, I believe, 12 12, to Detroit. He went 12. The biggest reach. First of all, I don't understand Atlanta taking, taking Robinson when they need a quarterback, but that's, you know, whatever, dude. Whatever works for you, Atlanta. Um, but that, but the Lions taking Gibbs at twelve is one of the biggest reaches that I I can remember in a draft outside of the Eagles taking Jalen Rieger at eight. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't remind um, me. Yeah, the Gibbs thing was interesting just because as soon as that happened, I was like, Swift's available. He's available. I don't know that the Eagles can land him, but he's available. And um, you know, it was speculated that they would, you know, trade him for, you know, workings in this draft. I think people were speculating that they would keep him um, because Swift obviously doesn't have the greatest history of health. Um, but the great thing is now is that we're talking about now that he's an Eagle, and this is insane to me. We're we're looking at the Eagles running back depth chart. Excuse me, depth chart situation now of DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny. Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, and Trey Sermon. That's ridiculous. Absolutely. That's like a fantasy. That's a fantasy roster right there. It is ridiculous. Kenneth Gainwell is your fourth is just nuts. And and the other guy, and this one, this one kind of took me by surprise too. So the Eagles were targeting Zach Charbonnet. And I don't know how to fuck to say his name. See the Carbonet or Charbonnet. Um but from UCLA, everything I read before the draft was that the Eagles were targeting him in third. He should be there. And I was fully expecting him to be an Eagle. 
Seattle goes up and gets him in the second round. They took him at number 52 in the, in the, in the second round. And I'm like, well, shit, what are we going to do? And Howie does Howie shit and gets DeAndre Swift. Yep. Yeah. No. It, and it just, it was awesome. Fairly awesome. One of the great, you know, pulls. And my thing is reading off through the depth chart like that is if, he can't stay healthy, it's okay. Right. It's okay. You know what I mean? And here's the thing. He's got – this is a contract year for him. Mm-hmm. Typically, players play their best in contract years. Now, here's the other thing that's great. So not only is it a contract year for him, we're only spending $3 million on the books – on our running back room at this point, this season. The draft that we fucking, or the, the, we still have, I can't find the numbers here, but there, I, I just saw the numbers. We still have enough. Here it is. We still have, after signing our, all of our rookies, we have about $13.5 million still under the cap to make That's a move. Crazy. And you think about think about this. June first is right around the corner. What happens June first? Please remind me. You get the post June first designated cuts. Yep, because it it has to happen. It has to happen, and this is not anything that it this is. It's just crazy. Right. It's like it's like free agency round two. Two. Yep. Yep. So. You've got all this money that's sitting there that now obviously you don't want to spend it. You want to save it because whatever you don't spend this year rolls over to the cap next year. And you're going to need it in years going forward because we've got, you know, we do have a lot of, uh, you know, we've got um, Jalen's contract getting ready to start up. You know, it's, we got a lot of stuff. So it's just one of those things where we're gonna have to we're gonna have to be wise about it, but if we need to, we can add. So yeah, hundred percent. Now it's exciting. What a what a what a draft. Um I tell you what, we 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 hit a home run, I think, on talking about the Eagles draft and, and their signees after the draft and the DeAndre Swift uh trade. Um but uh that being said, I know we 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 said that we were gonna Hem and Hall around other teams, but you kind of gave the gra- the uh, grades from a Bleacher Report already, so that pretty much was all I care about. Yeah. Just guess what? The Eagles won, and the rest of the uh, NFC East did not. And uh, do you have any closing statements here? Fuck Dallas. <laughs> <laughs>